0: Hey, everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG Podcast. Lucas
1: has credited his success to the help of business coach Rick White of 180Biz. He understands the importance of having someone to guide you towards your goals. But in addition to hiring a shop coach, you can also hire a coach to help service advisors get better at their jobs. But what about hiring a coach to help guide and train your individual technicians? We discussed this idea and much more with Scott Shotton, the owner of the Drivability Guys. In addition to performing mobile diagnostics and programming for local repair shops in the DeKalb, Illinois area, and helping the Illinois EPAs with their vehicle emissions testing program, Scott also conducts automotive training all over the country. Before we get started with this conversation, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast listening app, make sure you have us set to automatically download the latest episode so you never miss an upload. And make sure that you check out our YouTube channel where we've been dropping a ton of new content. And now, here we go.
2: I'm sorry, by the way, that this went south in the beginning, but
0: if if things
2: don't go south,
0: we begin to wonder if like, if if our luck has changed and then we start thinking that maybe we've done something wrong. So, you know, <laughs> if, if things aren't going terribly, we don't know how to act. So, no, trust me, this is an every week thing. We do this every single week. You're fine. For, first of all, I'm going to see both of you at Vision, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're going to be there? Yeah, we're actually texting Sherry right now. Um, David (laughs) explained to her, she said that there would be no hot tubs or massage chairs in the podcast studio. David explained to her (laughs) that it was going to be very odd being in a podcast booth half naked without a hot tub, which, I mean, he's not wrong. Um, If he's going to be half naked, I'm not going to be there, (laughs)
2: yeah else. no i gotcha
0: I gotcha and you I'm know what i'm pretty sure and so i'm long looking long at david time. right now i'm like
2: i'm not sure i want to see david half naked <laughs> yeah, I I actually, actually i don't think i want to
0: see you half naked either but that's probably <laughs> a good thing that is definitely <laughs> a good thing you know but the difference is, is my wife still wants to see me half naked david's wife is just waiting for the life insurance policy to come into effect so I, <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah
2: well i might be in david's boat when uh, as far as that's concerned <laughs>
0: uh, so have you guys met before I, I don't know if you guys have met i i don't think we have david meet scott scott meet david um david is like shop owner extraordinaire when I joined ASOG all these many years ago, he, like, taught me how to run a shop and how to, like, make things work and and guided me and got me going in the right direction. Never knew that this was one of those Wizard of Oz deals, like, where you saw behind the curtains, you realized that the dude was just waiting for somebody to come by the shop for half a honey bun. <laughs> um, you know, I guess that's just the way life goes. Don't look behind the curtain. That's exactly right. There's a fire back uh, there. Dumped so, the fire. Yeah. So uh, Scott has been telling me about some some cool training stuff that he's working on. Um, and training. And, what's that? Yes, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I was about to swear you, David. So, <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't believe in training. I think it's dumb. Um, I did get a. I got to give a shout out to uh, Leo. Leo, and you guys are doing a class with Leo Gilmore. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so. He helped me out on a Subaru Yeah. Uh, that was going to be apparently a nightmare had he not intervened and said, hey, you don't want to do any of those things. Just do this, and you should be able to find the problem. And so what was it? Did... I'm curious.
0: I was like, hey, David, yep. you need to tell so, me what it was.
1: So you don't need to check cam crank correlation with a, with a Okay.
2: Scope. Okay, so you're talking about, uh, by the way, uh, a cam timing issue potentially, correct? Is that where you're going? Who is this? <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we had an 18 Subaru WRX with a P0018. The car was running fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you just had the check engine light on, which you know it throws every other light on. And I freaked a customer out. And we it was a little bit low on oil, just a little bit, not not too much. And um, we did the oil change. And, you know, it had the cam crank correlation code. So what do you expect? The car's probably out of time, right? Because every other car, not these, these are not like that. So we were looking for a known good and he reached out and said, hey, don't look for a known good. You can check base timing. Just look up this TSB, which by the way, we had checked for TSBs Mm -hmm. and it wasn't listed under that. You're making model at least through all data. And he's like, yeah, you got to put in the right keywords, this, that, and the other. Whatever. Fine. Uh, so yeah, we checked base timing and uh, it's um, it's messed up. And the, the learned values are also messed up. So we'll be replacing the PCM as well. Yep. Yep. So
0: That's there crazy. you go.
1: You uh, All through the scan tool, dude. You just unplug the uh, yep. oil control valves and crank her up 10 seconds is all you got. And you record the data and it can't be more than uh, plus or minus ten degrees uh past zero. So it needs to yep. read zero uh for the first ten seconds. And our suspect cam is hitting seventeen degrees at uh initial startup.
2: Yeah. And, so, and if you're, if your uh learned values are messed up too. Now again, you said you need a PCM. And and I hate to say it, but you get to that point where it sucks.
1: You you got to put a PCM in it. I don't, I don't it. have to pay for it. I don't care.
2: Well, you don't. Well, you, you don't. Your customer does. But you know, he no. shouldn't have bought that car. I don't yeah. know what
1: to tell. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now, and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors, and direct integration with over thirty five shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to my shop, and click on the rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, PartsTech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using PartsTech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using PartsTech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for PartsTech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to PartsTech.com forward slash podcast. That's PartsTech.com forward slash podcast.
0: Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with PartsTech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) But knowing that is valuable because that's one of the reasons I I got together with Leo to put together this Subaru class is, you know what, hey, let's figure this out. And,
1: no, some of the stuff that he told me. uh, I I mean, he was able to explain it very quickly and succinctly to me. So I don't know how you're going to fill up four hours with this particular content, other than he said he's got thousands of case studies. So there are some variables in there, like, should I unplug it? Like, do I unplug it and then check it? Do I plug it in and then check it? Like, which PIDs? And then he's got Mode 6 data as well. Um, And so, he, yeah, he was able to explain it very, very easily succinctly to me and i understood it enough to explain it to my tech who then did the work and yeah we we diagnosed the issue fairly quickly uh we're going to replace the oil control valve and then recheck to see where our numbers are after we replace the oil control valve yeah and, yeah. Then, and then see and it could just need that plus a pcm either way it's going to need a pcm so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, right and then you got to do keys and then you got to do yeah. Right. Okay, don't don't freak me out here. Come on, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be <laughs> very simple. upset right about now. Very upset. <laughs> well, it shouldn't I mean, be too bad. I, I have a J box. It shouldn't be too bad with a J box, right?
2: Uh, well, with uh, with a J box for programming uh Subaru, you're fine. With doing keys, then it become it might be tougher, right? Or or a mobilizer, I should say, not just keys. I kind of say keys.
1: So what but, do I need? Like an IM five hundred eight
2: on top of and 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 actually and and if you come to my Subaru class at Vision, um, I'm going to be doing keys on a on a Subaru in that Subaru class with an IM five hundred eight.
0: I just See, want you to know you that my, my I want you to know that my <laughs> Subaru loving technician that's going to be listening to the podcast is going to be coming into my office as soon as he hears this saying, but you're not taking me to Vision this year. <laughs> I, he, I mean, I does he, he use that whiny voice? Yeah, Ugh. it's Eric. Of course, he uses that whiny voice. I've never hear, heard him use that whiny uh, voice. Hey, don't you <laughs> worry. When he really wants something, he gets extraordinarily whiny. Subaru loving is that a thing, dude? He love a lot of people here love Subarus. I love, he a lot of people Subarus.
1: like the idea of a Subaru because you know Until they see they the rally running. racing and yeah, and then you own one, you are like these things are turds. He can to me tonight. They're 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 either
2: like. Uh, um, Drifting, you know those kind of things, or they're tree huggers. And, exactly. And nothing against tree huggers, right? I mean, I'm good with the environment and yeah, so course. forth. But it's yeah. one or the it's one or the other. Actually, when I was driving home today, um, a Subaru pulled up in a four way intersection, and they they stopped and waited for me to come to complete stop before they moved forward. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Did it smell okay. like
1: patchouli? What's <laughs> patchouli? Like, oh, I don't know God. what that is. Oh, you better be joking right now. I, I have no idea what that is. Oh, God. Oh, I, I also hate the environment. I dump my oil and coolant in, into a creek <laughs> in the back of the shop. <laughs> you know what the funniest thing in the world is? What's that? The those shop owners from, like, New York State. They, the regulations in New York are just obscene like no idea how I, you run a shop in new york i wouldn't run a shop i would lose my ever-loving mind and i <laughs> the the shop owner he's a super smart super nice guy he's like hey check and he was giving advice to somebody who was looking to open a shop he's like well check for local regulations and that <laughs> he's like you want to make sure you're putting the oil in the right container and the right size container this that and the other And he thought I was joking that I dumped my oil and coolant into a creek in the back. I don't know what to tell you, dude. (laughs) That is...
0: Oh God! <laughs> the EPA is going to come to David's
1: house. Soon. EPA, I'm um, grandfathered in. You kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so you,
2: you, got, you guys realize
0: door. I worked for the EPA, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 going to leave that alone. <laughs> um, yeah, it, listen, that's not my problem. I properly dispose of and have receipts for all of the things I'm disposing. So, I don't, of, have so. you
1: listened to this podcast before, Scott? Oh, at every episode. Well, I appreciate that. You have probably heard me campaigning for defunding the EPA on a regular basis. <laughs> I find them superfluous, completely unnecessary. I mean, they were cool back in the 70s, I guess, when everybody was dumping oil into the creek, but now it's just me dumping oil into the creek. <laughs> so, now that we have we have some sort of, I don't know, I don't even want to call them regulations, whatever. I
2: just uh, <laughs> You know what? self self it is what it is. It is what it is. And and yeah. can I be fair? And can I can I give you a a, a slam for a minute?
0: Of course, always With that David. That's what we're here for right. We'll um,
2: yeah, yeah, David is the biggest
0: interrupter during the podcast. You know he cuts out about ninety percent of it, right? Yeah, like you and, and, know that he edits when he's interrupting me or someone else out. Yep. That like is he not just,
1: true. I leave it all in there. Uh,
2: no, no, there. no, no. There's ADHD or something going on there. <laughs> thank you, and, Jesus Christ. Thank you you. You, you. you could have you could have a great conversation going on, and all of a sudden, David. No, no, no offense, really meant, because I love your podcast, right? But every once in a while, you chime in. You're like,
3: "Oh, hey,
1: uh, I, my, I'll listen, stop right there." I, I feel like you're deflecting away from this my, EPA conversation. No, 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 Let's no, no. no. You shut up, David. Oh, you, sh- you shut up,
0: David. You shut up. My wife, my wife has explained this to me because she has ADHD, and she's like, "Listen, you." So she starts telling me these stories, and she'll be thinking about something, and she tells me how she thinks about something else, and then how she thinks about something else, and how the thought ball just begins to bounce, and I'm like. That makes so much sense, and and like I'd never understood how David we could be having a conversation about something, and the next thing you know, dude's talking about green M and M's, right? And like, just off in Wonderland. <laughs> oh, like, I got
1: like stuck on this M M&M and M thing. I don't even really like M and M's. I don't. I don't even like M and M's. They're not even. They're okay. I mean, they're whatever. I'll eat them if they're there and whatever. And you're like, ah, M and M's. So,
0: so check it, like it out. M&Ms. What, what I'm okay, David. Listen to me. What I'm thinking about doing. Is hiring Scott and having him come in and being a technical coach for my people. Okay. Like for for my for my technicians to help me gauge where they're at. And and you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before, like how do we do training? Right. And there's been a lot of posts in ASOG where I'm trying to say, Okay, like we need to come up with a theory of how we train, because otherwise we're just kind of like throwing money and saying, here, go to this class, here, go to this class, here, go to this class. And it's not really succinct for where their knowledge is at. you know, today I was so proud of Eric after he misdiagnosed a steering shaft. This kid catches so much heck on this show. (laughs) How do you hold on on what? How do you misdiagnose a steering shaft? Okay, listen, these two. It was Shannon and it was Eric. And the the client calls and he says, and I quote, I listened to the calls and I was going to let them absolutely foobar this, but I decided, you know what? I better step in. He calls and he says, hey, shortly after we did the power steering fluid exchange in my pickup, my truck started turning funny. And Shannon said, "Okay." So Shannon gets the truck in and he says, hey, uh, Eric ever since you did a power steering fluid exchange, this thing's been turning funny. So Eric goes, looks at it. Right. So he's like, oh man, I need to do another power steering fluid exchange. I'm sure that's what it is. I bet I got some air in it. So after two visits, I get this message. I wasn't here. The 14th was my daughter's birthday. And so we were out celebrating her birthday. And um, so here we are. And I get this text message that Eric thinks it's the power steering pump. And I said, he thinks it's the power steering pump. And he said, yeah, he thinks it's the power steering pump. And I said, has Eric checked the steering shaft? And he said, hang on, I'll ask. And he comes back a few minutes later and he says, yep, he checked it. I said, no, 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 no. Did he unbolt it and check it? Yep, unbolted it, moved it around, checked it. It's good. I said, okay, I don't see. I think we're guessing on the power steering pump. And and you know, I don't think we've deduced all of the things that it could be But here's how I would handle it if I were you. So they handled it. And the next morning when Eric came in, I said, Eric, he said, what? I said, how did you check that steering shaft? And he said, oh, I, um, I unbolted the top of it and I moved it. And I said, you know, that's not checking a steering shaft, right? Like in that truck, you can move it an inch and a half this way, an inch and a half that way. Like you can't move it. You got to take it out and check it. And guess what? The steering shaft was bad. Now." If the service advisor had documented that the client said shortly after, or that it felt like the steering would bind and then release and it wouldn't return to center on its own, Eric wouldn't have been looking for reduced power steering effort for two days. But my point is, right? Like, so docu- what kind of vehicle? F one hundred and fifty. It was the classic Ford steering shaft failure. Is that right? It's worse thing? on a I don't cold think I've ever one. I've done Dodges. Uh, we've done a bunch of them up here right really escapes and explorers oh three um f-150s oh three to oh eight somewhere in there seemed like they every time it got cold they would like really start acting up oh
2: see those are old cars yeah for me for for me in chicago where we got salt hey we you got know, the salt too got, it's just guys, that we wash yes, them down here. south so yeah an, an 03 uh, vehicle now is rusted and falling apart um, oh it is here in too. my we neck just of the keep woods. them on the road yeah, yeah okay <laughs>
1: So um, how, how do how would training to not, on technical ability or coaching on i, I don't know oh, that how. that's what's interesting. okay all right
2: all right all right so i think i think david's question and and lucas brought it up I think the the point is um, of why we were doing this podcast. Yeah, is um, training in general. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and,
0: and Listen, David, that and was unrelated. It was just completely. i to I have no idea why we're
1: here. I do want to <laughs> tell a quick story though. So this customer comes in. <laughs>
0: I get this. We Looks, have this Jeep. I can see it right in his we face. Get, hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. We, I, so I have this. This customer comes in with this Jeep Wrangler. This is sad. Hold on. He decided to supercharge this thing, and he started bringing it to me, and we did.
2: Okay, uh, some that's fluid when you changes. say no. That's when you say no, no, no. no. I, this thing I was
1: meticulous. Hurt. I mean, it's just beautifully maintained. He loves this vehicle, and he's like, "Hey, I just want you." To, to do oil changes on it. What kind of oil do you recommend this, that, and the other. And my guys love modified vehicles, or at least talking about them, that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, we eventually had to add a catch can to this thing. Cause, uh, you know, supercharger and, and Chrysler V six. It's a thing. So, uh, we ended up adding this catch can and his daughter sets an appointment, with that vehicle brings it and says there's oil everywhere. We check it, catch can's full. And we said, hey, it's not leaking from anywhere. You got to empty out this catch can on a regular basis. And she comes in, and I'm like ready to scold her. I said, hey, if you're going to be driving, and and apparently her dad had given her this vehicle. He said, if you're going to be driving this vehicle, let me explain to you what's going on, this, that, and the other. And she goes, I don't want you to think that I'm just being neglectful. I don't know anything about this vehicle and my dad passed away
0: oh, and boy. gave
1: me this vehicle. This was the coolest guy. Man, that sucks. And I, I mean, I froze and I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? So he passed away and he left me this vehicle. Now I thought this entire time he had been telling me that he was and he was waiting for the V8 powered Wrangler. I. I I guess they're coming out with a hemi-powered four-door Wrangler, whatever. He was going to put a deposit down and buy this thing, and he said, I'm going to gift this supercharged Wrangler to one of my kids. They're going to then have it, and I'm going to have the four-door V8 Wrangler. I thought that's what had gone on here this whole time. No. He had died. He was (laughs) super cool, too. What happened? I mean... I didn't want to ask. I was in shock. I really was. And usually it doesn't affect me when people die. It's, you know, it's one of those, like, it's a, it's a life thing or whatever. But this guy was right. so cool. And he was like, yeah, he was old. But he was, like, vibrant and healthy and, like, you know, like, he moved around and he still worked. And, he, you know, he was, like, outliving life. And it, I... I wouldn't have picked him to be the one to pass. I have no idea what happened, but maybe like next time she comes, she says she's going to keep coming back here to us. And, and I explained to her the situation. Hey, you got to check this thing out. She's like, can I YouTube it? And I said, you can, but if you have any issues, come on down. We'll, we'll empty it out. Cause that's what I had offered to her dad. We'll empty the sucker out for you on a regular basis. So you don't have to mess with it for freezies. This it's one of those customers. Like he didn't care. He wants the car fixed properly. Do The extra repair service the whole system. I don't care the price, take your time. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. the yeah, best of the best customers. Yeah, I just want to sucks, about that sucks, dude. I'm
0: sorry, uh, that really was, does suck.
1: Well, I was, I told her I was sorry too. Like, I can't believe Kevin Haley. What? Well, that was his name,
0: man. Super cool guy. Super that's cool tough. Guy. I, you know, I, I, we've talked about the fact that we lost a client right when. When the whole COVID mess started and, and just an awesome client. I had, I had talked to him like the day before and, and he was getting better and things were great and everything was good. And he was coming to, to teach, uh, our techs. We wanted to do a a class where he was going to come in and teach them how to buy a house. Right. He was a realtor. Oh man. We want, we want our techs to be able to like really learn how to invest and, and live their life a good way and be, be mindful financially and you know what I'm saying? I'm like trying to do yeah, things to set absolutely. them up properly. Well, then COVID hit and things got sidetracked and he, he had called and he said, Hey, I'm over COVID. You know, you don't have to worry about me getting it. And I, I'm not going to give it to you guys because I'm better and, and I'm going to come in. And so we, we were really close with these people and, and they were really great folks. They'd moved here. We were the only ones who worked on the vehicle. We'd put a motor in his pickup and he, you know, his wife said, look, you know, he got better. He had gotten over COVID. And ended up getting a cough and not feeling well. And they had missed that he had pneumonia. And dude, it, oh, I mean, man. she it was the most heartbreaking thing ever because she said he was in a tent. And he called and he said, they want to move me inside into ICU. They called her that night and said, we're going to put him on a vent. You need to come see him. She went and talked to him and, and talked to him and said, hey, you know, are you okay? He said, yeah, I'm great. I'm, I feel fine. You know, just got this cough and she said the next morning i went to check on him he was dead and they didn't even call and tell him. holy moly and i'm like dude i couldn't believe that you know and and he was a young guy he was I, I mean i don't even think he was in his 50s yet and it's just you know i mean you you grow attached to these people you you they're part of your family like i one of the things i've recognized Not all of them but are a select no. few that you you're like yeah of course <laughs> yeah. well i mean i guess my point is is that like you know we're, we're seeing all these latest videos we've made. We're seeing all these podcasts that we've had. And a lot of these guys that are responding are from a dealership or a corporate world. And I don't think they see how it really they'll, they'll is. Yeah. They won't understand that. Right. They, won't. They, they don't understand that we care about these people. We care about our techs, like their family. We care about, we care about our customers, like their family. I mean, that's just, you know, and I'm from the South, right? You do that anyway, but, it, it, it's hard to explain. I don't think words can explain it. Um, it's different but, when you make that
1: connection face to face, you're sitting down, you're yeah. having conversations like m- several of my techs had had conversations about him because he was an enthusiast. He loved his supercharged Jeep and he liked talking about it. And my texts are like into that kind of stuff. So they would come in and start talking about all the different things he could yeah. do to his vehicle. And they had all made that connection with him. He was such a nice guy too, just smiling about everything yeah. And man, he was, uh, I don't know. David, really sad. David,
2: you made a good point there. Uh, smiling, the connection, the things you're talking about right now, and I think that's where this podcast was supposed to go. But we've already killed a half an hour of bullshitting. Correct. That,
0: that, that's normal,
1: right? That's,
2: yeah. That's no. Normal. No. I know. I've listened to your podcast before
1: right um I know and- I, he's, he's saying that but I just I don't feel it, it you don't feel what you don't feel what <laughs> you get how this podcast
2: goes <laughs> <laughs> no no I no, I know I li- I've listened oh. to every I told you, single Lucas. episode <laughs>
1: I, well, I would really appreciate that. Also, get on I YouTube you, and that watch that the that videos over and over and over again, especially the ones that just have David <laughs> in them, because it's you're, very you're emotional I, for David. when I, His I, videos I, don't I,
0: have as many I, views I, as the others. I, I, I haven't watched what? the
2: videos because I'm too busy working. Uh, <laughs> yeah, play in the listen, background. Just play him, put them
1: on a loop in the background. Put them on a loop in the background. My <laughs> tech, well, my my tech. I I told my I told my tech. I'm like, hey, so we released this last video, and we did everything the same, other than my mug is on the thumbnail. And I'm like, it is tanking. It is not doing well. The other videos are doing really well. This last one is just not doing good. And and he goes, yeah, it was kind of boring. I'm like, what do you mean boring? Three minutes. It's like, how can you be bored within three? Well, I can understand that part. But yeah, he's like, yeah. So I listened to like 29 seconds of it. And then I clicked off of it <laughs> and, <laughs> in the YouTube world. YouTube wants to see, can you maintain the person's attention for at least 30 seconds? Like that's the key metric after 30 seconds, how many people are still watching your video? Like that is the, the number. So if you click off at 29 seconds, you are screwing my metrics up. <laughs> so don't click on it unless you're going to at least watch damn, 31 seconds of the video damn damn metrics i know right? right now now
2: now let me ask this question okay to both of you right you guys have business coaches right mm-hmm. uh, no right more, i do no. does.
0: maybe more than one listen maybe would, more than I, one correct i i just no. i don't have any i have zero i just have one but now, okay, hey, listen. So, so David has he would zero and Lucas coach. has
2: one. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: And and you have no qualms about uh, spending the money to get that business coach to come out and look at your numbers, whether it's on the phone or it's you know, but uh, in person. Either nope. way, to even no, definitely get you
1: value. It. There's def- there's definitely value. In there. yeah. Right,
2: yeah. Right. 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 And and there are service writer coaches out there, mm-hmm. and things. Not of that as many. You
1: would be surprised. There should be more, don't you think? Lupus? There's what two, three? Well, no, I there's know more. there's probably more than that, but there's there's at least two or three like big ones that okay. everybody kind of. Okay, now
2: knows. let me ask this question: How many technical coaches are out there? Mm. I'm not talking trainers. I'm talking technical coaches.
0: Hey, old old boy, uh, that that does the uh, service drive podcast. He he must be a technical <laughs> coach. He told everybody <laughs> not to diagnose, and if you're diagnosing, you're throwing money away. That's not what, um,
1: that was that was, the, that was the clickbait title. Oh, Okay.
0: Yeah, um, no. No. Well, no I'm, I mean, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm you would be the first one.
1: That, you would be the first. You know
0: one. what? I'm
2: I'm not the first one, and I also don't want to be. Um, Perkins does the, it too. The only one. The only one. But I'm just want. I want to plant the seed for the industry that right. you know if 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 you you've got um, okay. Let's put it this way: a trainer is not untouchable. So you you go to Vision, for example, mm-hmm. okay, or ASTE, or whatever the case, and those trainers are just human beings, just yep. like I am, yep. right? And mm-hmm. and if you want them to come out and do some, you know, uh, custom training, I, I can't think of the right word, but custom training, you know, fine. Give them a phone call. You know, they're they're they are not. I mean, I am not, and they are not. You know, maybe some might be. Yeah, never mind. We're out of here. But other ones might be. Oh, okay, cool. I'll come out. So so Lucas and I talked and. And uh, you know, I might, if he wants me to come, mm-hmm. I might come out and and you know talk to his guys, you know, and
1: and do a class. But you've never invited me to come out, Lucas. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'll come to your your place too, David. If you want. I don't. i have rude, know, but but belligerent, you know
2: what? I'll be completely Surly
1: texts. They are the worst people. <laughs> I'll be completely honest. They're rude and inappropriate. It is, it is awful. I've, I have I literally rented an entirely separate location to put an office in to get away from these people because they are mean. Mean. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's true. I,
1: you, you, you took that at a different angle, but uh, I, I was going to say. I was I'm just say saying. Like, be, I, I don't know how sensitive you are. I don't want you to leave crying. I'm not, oh, I'm not that no, won, no,
0: but no, no. It's no. happening.
1: I'm not leaving crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so yeah, I mean, I I want to pursue this, and and you know, here here's the thing for me though, Scott, is like one of the big issues we struggle with is not necessarily knowledge; it's strategy. Like in my shop, we struggle a little bit with the diagnostic strategy. Now, mm-hmm. I've got, I am, even though Eric is substantially older than me. I'm probably the one with the most. <laughs> I'm probably the one with You're the most. You're such lo- a dick.
1: Look, <laughs> Eric is such lo- a nice guy. He's such he a nice is. guy. Other than being from New York, he's such it, a nice that's guy. The problem. I mean, that's that the, problem, the problem. I'm telling you. That's um, that's his fatal flaws. Poor Eric is from New York. He doesn't act like he's from New York. Um, so, you know.
0: long, <laughs> long story short, <laughs> my, my point is, is that when we um hold on hold on
1: you you are not
0: approaching
1: it from a strategic standpoint you are approaching it from i have experience dealing with these turds and we i just ran into this
2: hang on a second hang on a second I, i i did say something a little while ago about david interrupts oh yeah you're doing it right now
0: That's his part of the
1: podcast. The problem is already. I'm already six or seven steps. No offense. No
2: offense. No offense. But
1: (laughs) I'm already six or seven steps ahead of him. I just don't want. I don't need him to finish. Like I'm already past that, dude. I'm just. We just ran into that today, where the technician, we had a uh, stalling out at startup and misfire across all cylinders. It's a Honda, no Mm -hmm. codes, but it's misfiring across all. cylinders. you can see it's running rough. This, that, and the other. So what does the tech do? He gets out all the doodads, starts poking here, this, that, and the other. And he's like, Well, I checked this and that and the other. I'm like, dude, he needs a valve adjustment. That's yeah, what he needs That's where needs I was going, adjustment. but yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah. Okay. See, there you go. But like, <laughs> how do you teach that strategically going other than then, hey, run you, into a mess of these? Don't go chasing your tail for four hours trying to diag like something that can get fixed with a two-hour valve adjust. Take the valve cover off, adjust the valves, and and ship it. And he's like, "Oh no, no, it doesn't need a valve adjustment." Because I looked up the, uh, I hooked up some pulse sensor something, and I got the M pattern. This, I'm like, "Okay, dude," but you have a misfire across all the cylinders. Uh, You need a valve adjustment. Like I get it that it looks okay on the wave pattern, but check the valve adjustment and then see match that up. Set it, check it, set it. And then redo your test to see what the difference are because I'm sure there's some squiggle you're missing. I agree. And I also just saw Lucas rolling his eyes.
0: <laughs> well, so he, he mentally checked out point. of this like <laughs> hours ago. Are you kidding me? So he, here's my point is, is that when I'm talking strategy, right? I, I'm, I'm talking about something a little bit bigger than problem or pattern failure problems, right? Correct. W- when I'm talking strategy, Right, like my guys come in, and and I was in troubleshooting before I started the shop, and I was gifted with a brain that can troubleshoot. Right, like that's just what I'm good at. I can it's see it. Fair statement. And and so, what does that I, look I, like exactly? Is it like a beautiful <sighs> mind thing? No, it's not beautiful. It's just a bunch of squiggly boxes in my head, and I can see where power goes, and I can see which direction it flows. You seen and the I can movie? See Which way the water goes, right? Have you ever no, seen the like,
1: movie Beautiful no.
0: Mind? No, you're interrupting again.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that won a bunch of Academy Awards. This okay, is like a, watch a the meme movie.
0: thing. Like it, I will watch. It, it is movie. a little but boring. My, Russell my crows in it. And <laughs> <laughs> my point is, is that when it comes to strategy, right, what I'm trying to get across to them is, is, is let's start with if, if we have a problem and we don't directly know the answer to it. I like to start with everything that it could be and I like to start ruling things out, right? And so it's been really hard to take somebody like Eric and I don't mean to pick on Eric, but it's hard to take somebody like Eric who has been in a dealership his entire career up until he was in a shop in New York City. And just like you said in New York City, you don't see cars that are 2003 models and and you know, so here you are, you're looking at this automobile And he's automatically going to the things that he thinks it could be and trying to prove just like that power steering pump. He was trying to prove the power steering pump was the problem as opposed to rule the power steering pump out as the problem. Right. When I look at troubleshooting something, I'm thinking about how can I eliminate all of the potential causes I can? And I'm going through the list of all the things that could cause it. How do we teach that? Like, how do we get that to them? And, and is that something as a coach that you could come in and teach them or at least get them moving in a direction that I can't? Hold okay, on. here's so, here's,
2: well, here's how I see it. And and this is what we're trying to do is uh, as far as coaching, you said the word coach, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're coaching. You guys have management coaches. Um, we, it, I can come in. Other trainers not me. I'm not I'm not just plugging myself. Right, I'm just saying that, you know, there's other opportunities. You know, you guys already spend money on um a business coach, a shop management coach or whatever you want to call it, right? Why not do that for your technicians? Of so course. right? So I mean, and don't get me wrong. I I'm not trying to take anything away from Vision ASTE right. ATE Seattle, you know, not. ATRA, you know, no, those are great places to go, but there, there's a definite advantage to having that personal relationship with a trainer, right? Meaning, you know, your business coach, mm-hmm. you, you have a personal relationship with your business coach. Agreed? Right. Yeah, right. Of course. You know, and, and your technicians could have the same thing, um, with a, a trainer so you, you know what I, I i'm pretty sure that both of you guys have had students or or technicians that were in probably some of my classes at vision
0: oh yeah okay yeah. right absolutely but
2: but but you almost feel like it's uh, as a student it, you know um i'm untouchable i i'm not untouchable I, i'm just another freaking guy right right let's you know, I can share, you know, information. Just pe- people get, people get uh, like, oh, well, cool. I'll make a note here and I'll do whatever. But when, from my experiences, when, when, when I get into a shop, let's, let's pretend that Lucas, you, you, you call, you, you have me come out and do a class, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? For your guys or your guys and people in the neighborhood however you want to do it, right? We come out and that also, uh, uh, we can do that. That's perfectly fine. But then we also get to know the technicians. I mean, I I have gone to shops where where we went out to breakfast with the technicians with the shop owner not present. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Be, 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 because you wanted to know, you know, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? You know, right? Okay, right. But, or guys or girls, whatever the case. Right, right. And we go back and we do maybe classroom, maybe hands on. We we get to assess. You know, you you think you want a super high speed pico glass, and you realize that. Mm, you need basic electrical,
3: <laughs> right? right?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, so, well, and- so we, we adjust for, for each and every, each and every situation. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how every, every single shop that I go to and do this is a little bit different. You know, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's very fluid. It's, you know, I, our, my goal, Eric Ziegler works with me. Um, um, you know, we, It's our goal is to do what we can
0: for you guys to, to further yourselves. Right. Well, so you, you said something that really sticks out to me, which is assess, right? So one of the, the biggest challenges I feel like as a shop owner that Mm -hmm. really believes in training, right. And you can listen to other podcast Mm -hmm. episodes we've talked about on YouTube videos. It's really tough for me to know that I'm sending someone to a class that they're going to get something from, right? Mm-hmm. And trying to to say, look, I you know, we've got a 100 hour a year minimum in the shop. Okay. I that's awesome
2: want... by the way. That's a, well, that's thank a, you. that's an awesome number by the way.
0: And and I uh, the, the problem is is I don't want to give them 101.
1: <laughs> I have to be a little bit better.
0: Um <laughs> Ticket, I don't want to Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to send them to something like one of the things we want to focus on moving forward is we want to focus on EV. And so we're trying to balance that and saying, well, you know, if we want to learn EV, but they're not going to have practical everyday experience in it right now, right? We don't see enough of them. And so the guys are coming to me saying, look, we want to take classes that are relating to the things we're working on that we can put into use right now. And then, you know, you sit down and you look at a a class list, list like STX, and it's like, it's mind blowing. It's unbelievable. And you say, okay, as an owner, like the technician can come to me and say, I want to take this class and this class and this class. Those classes might be fun, but I can see that that's not where you need to be. Right. How can we use a service like this to bring that to to a kind of assess where they're at now and get them into a spot where we can really make their training more effective? I'm concerned that my training dollars aren't as effective as they could be. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. No, it does. It does. And 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 first of all, I would like to say that that um, somebody that hires me, let's pretend you hired me, mm-hmm. right? Um, or I mean, a couple of other places that have have hired me. When if they go travel to Vision, right. or they travel to ASTE, or or whatever the case, I don't want them to come to my class, and I right. hate to say that, right? But you, know, you have access to me go go to the other classes and 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 learn the other stuff you know and and hopefully it's a good class you know i don't know depends on what one you pick but you know and hey we're good don't don't i mean I, uh, that that that's number one right if if you lucas mm-hmm. are hiring me to come out and 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 uh uh, be your technical coach. Let's put it that way. Right. right. For you, not for you, but for your technicians, right? I don't want them coming to my class at right. Vision or ATE or ASTE or what, whatever. Go to another class, right? So we, we, uh, we expand. Okay. As far as the EV and, uh, hybrid, and EV is probably the cutting edge right now. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's that's going to be a tough one. And actually, when I go to vision, if I'm not teaching, I'm going to be looking at some of those EV classes. If, if they have them uh, when I'm not teaching, you know, right. to find out. Or, you, you, or, you, you know, you got you to gotta go that route, you know. And, you and, and to be honest with you, it's I don't think it's that tough. I think it's just right. high voltage high voltage alternating
0: current but it's still ohms law it's still yeah it's still electricity right exactly and 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 you know uh, that's what I was getting ready to say <coughs> is is a I mean I think that the the only I should clarify the only reason we're focusing on that is because we're in an area that we know we're going to see a high demand for that and no one mm-hmm. else is pursuing it right so that's one thing the yeah. other thing is is that that you know when when we talk about this and we talk about you brought up Ohm's law, I mean, maybe that is one of the fundamental things that we're missing is basic electrical, N- not necessarily in my shop, but I was going to ask, you know, what, what are you seeing that technicians need the most? The thing that when well, I'm interviewing you, technicians, well, a good majority of them don't truly understand the electrical theory. Or the electrical. Drop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and and if you knew how many times I had taken even like some old Dan Sullivan videos and shown like, hey, here's a really cool diagram. Just watch it and it'll make sense. No matter how you do the test. You you don't have to use a nifty little tool to do it. Just pay attention. It makes sense. I I even don't with mean master to, level text.
2: I don't mean to plug myself because mm-hmm. again, any trainer can well any competent trainer can do this but that's one of the reasons that we're talking about not being a trainer but being a, a technical coach right so here here is how it kind of works and i'm going to i'm going to relay this back to your you know basic electrical right um let's pretend you called me out and i said all right cool we're going to we're going to start something i come out we do maybe a class we have conversations Um, maybe a dinner one evening with you and your wife, you know, whatever the case, um, I, have done this before, have breakfast in the morning with, you know, the, the shop owners, not there talk about all those kind of things. You kind of get it, you, you do a class, but you kind of get an assessment of where, where the technicians are at because you know, damn well, when you hire somebody. They're like, oh, I'm the freaking rock star.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Right. And, 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 and once they get there, then you're like, oh, you're only booking 22 hours a week. <laughs> right. right. You know? Right. Right. Basic exactly. And, and you Basic can't, you, stuff. you can't figure out how your own meter works, you know, which is a right. shitty tool to begin with, but pardon my language, but, oh, but uh, yeah, it, <laughs> you know, it's, and and so when when whether I go in and 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 do something for you, we're talking about you now, yeah. our, our fake situation, right? Um, whether I go in or I have to bring someone else in. Um, let's say you want to do some ADAS stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good with ADAS. I'm. Um. Uh, but I. But I have someone that is. Oh so I swap that guy in or uh Picoscope uh NVH. Yeah you you, you wanna know freaking NVH on a Picoscope? I'm okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna suck it up and go, you know what, I'm not going (laughs) I'm gonna send down this guy because he knows NVH backwards and forwards
1: right and, right. and- stick the uh shop apprentice in the bottom of the vehicle and drive away <laughs> you'll fit in the trunk <laughs> he's, he's like uh poor guy he's like five six maybe maybe 90 pounds he's so small
2: uh, so nice you, you put him in the trunk so st- to feel
1: the vibration yeah we stick him wherever the car's making the noise i think it's in the back dude Need to hang from the bottom. It's like, ah, not again. It's
2: like no, be there, there, There's a golf ball rolling around in the trunk.
0: <laughs> so there's back in the back of the shop over here, there's two boxes and both of them say chassis ears on them. And poor Ryan, I, I told him, I said, look, if we sell a noise evaluation, we put chassis ears on it, right? That's all there is to it. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a nth degree to make sure that that's the noise. We're going to rule out other potentials, right? And so poor Ryan said, Man, he said, I don't know how many times you're going to make me do this. This sucks. He said, I have messed more of these things up than I. I mean, I just feel so bad we keep messing these things up. I'm like, What in the hell are you talking about? He said, Man, those wires keep getting caught around axles and stuff. I'm like, Dude, there's a wireless set in there. <laughs> no, he's in here. He's like trying to run wires around wheels and shit. They're getting tired
1: of You know what I'm sold me on Cody's, um, the, the, pulse sensor that he What's sells that? cody gaddy he did a video i uh, checked the uh wheel a wheel bearing on a ford explorer using one of those doodads hooked to one to one spun to one wheel spun the wheel and he got a wave pattern and then he stuck it yeah. to the suspect one and the wave pattern was all crazy and he's like there you go confirmed bad wheel bearing that was that, pretty cool yeah and so
0: i bought two uh, hey brandon Dill's gives me them all a hot time. pink one I've got a real hot I did not buy here. Brandon's. I bought yeah, Cody probably to upset at you, but that's okay.
2: Um, I bought enough well, for Brandon. Well, he I have to, enough to, I have to say, David, David, I like how you
1: use the word, like, do dance. <laughs> <laughs> He's very technical.
0: That's <laughs> why well, you know I'm an expert technician. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's it. That's it. As I mentioned before, he will sell the shop for half a honey bun. He is half an expert uh, technician. honey bun. <laughs> he, that's why they call it done with auto repair. That's I'm the name of the shop. That's
1: terrible. Um, <laughs> I had one guy tell me it was done right. Done right. Done. You know, they're closing a shop up the street. I think I told you this. They're closing a shop up the street. I told him, the customer, that. I don't know. I felt kind of bad after I said it. But there's a shop up the street. Been in business for like 60 years. Eight bays. Awesome building. They're going to close up. And he said that he normally goes to that shop. But they're seven weeks out. That's Holy what he got cow. to. Hey, we're seven weeks out. And he's like, if the lady's not there up front to answer the phone, they just or she's on the other line, it, it doesn't go to hold music or whatever, this, that, and the other. He's, he's like, it's old school. Like, the phone rings, she picks up. Otherwise, busy signal. That's it. That's the way it works. And so he's like, sometimes you got to keep calling and calling just to get them on the phone. And it's not that she's, like, slammed with cars. She doesn't have any help they they've lost a few technicians to like retirement, that kind of thing. And she's like, I can't find technicians. I don't even want to mess with it. I'm just going to shut it down.
0: That's sad. I mean, it, it's happening though. in sixty you know, plus
1: years, like, I don't know I, if, if my business survives long enough and the EPA or the IRS doesn't come shut me down. I, uh, <laughs> I would be really upset if, uh, if my kids or my grandchildren decide that to just give up, it's like, do you know how much work I put into this flipping business? I will come and haunt them from the gate, the grave. <laughs> well, do you know how, how much work I put into this? I'm a blood, sweat, and tears. How much stress, sleepless nights? Like you have any idea, just to get it to this point where it's sustainable? Now, now you have the reins. Like run with it. And you know, make it successful, make it your own. But no, instead, right. they're like, ah, "I'm going to give up." Like, there's nobody else struggling for technicians out there.
0: I, and and you know, I have, I have seen, I have seen this over and over again, and and watch the heartbreak on on a parent's face or a grandparent's face that watches the business fail at the hands of a, the next generation. You but know? She, and you,
1: she's not. It's not even failure on her part. She's just giving up. It's not even the the businesses are struggling. Like, she just needs to put a little bit more work or work differently. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, she needs to hire yeah, in some people. She needs to attract different technicians. It probably needs to be a little bit of a culture change in the shop. And and then she could run with it and maybe not be but, there twenty four seven. But you don't, know, but you don't even, know. Yeah, but even embracing technology to the point where, like, hey, you don't have to answer every single phone call. Like, you can. the the auto attendant will help quite a bit to cut down on the BS phone calls. And then something like auto text me will help with some of the follow-up phone calls and some of that and using like I use auto shop follow-up. So I don't have to make those follow-up phone calls. Like there's ways around having to do all the work yourself. So why not embrace it? It's, you know, I'm sure she's getting the magazines. The ads are in the magazines. It's not like, You can be completely ignorant
0: that all this stuff exists. Well, Scott, you go into a lot of shops. Are you seeing that on the technical side too? Um, As far as
2: I go Uh, into a lot of shops. Right. Antiquated. uh, I I, I normally uh, antiquated. Antiquated.
1: antiquated. Yes. Yes. A lot of shops that are like, oh, I don't want to mess with buying a new scan tool. So I'm just going to close. That's the equivalent.
2: Oh no! Well, I don't want to say they want to close, but I walk in and look at their scan tools, and like, uh, no wonder.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, no wonder you're calling me because you can't figure this out. There, no factory stuff. Maybe a, an old Modus, and I actually bought a Virus Pro from uh, from a Snap On dealer that took a trade in. Uh, for the newest uh what is it called uh Zeus Zeus Zeus, thank you. I they traded in the the d ten um for for a Zeus and a, I was a snap on beta tester when that tool came out so i I knew the tool, so I started looking and I'm like okay, there's five screenshots, yeah, no scan data recordings none period but 600 and something cars um in the in the history right so i knew how the tool worked right so i looked through it and i went okay um all right so they're using this as a freaking code reader exactly you know it's See, it's it's, it's exactly. an eight thousand eight thousand dollar tool now I st-
1: i'm starting to feel bad because i think if he pulls my zoos up you'll be like hey look you check codes on 600 cars we do take a lot of pictures with like cell phones and stuff like that What's so you, you well, can yeah, come no, into no, my no. shop hold on hold on let me ask you. you okay you'd be able to come into my shop and i'm like hey at the very least i need you to show my technicians how to attack at a most basic level your do like the preliminary checks. Like I got so frustrated with one of my technicians that I saw, I shot a screen recording uh, of me just doing some very basic checks. Like the car comes in, you scan codes and then you do this. If you do these like three things right after you scan the car, you're going to be able to eliminate or at least get a very clear path of which direction you need to go in like 80% of the time. If you just do these like few steps, Yep. And process that,
2: of elimination. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, I think where... that's what
1: Lucas is talking about. Like that's at the very basic, it's like, it, it almost, and I, and I can understand it. the, the car comes in, you've never seen this car before. Maybe you don't have any history on the car. The car has four codes and you're like, oh, what do I do? And you feel overwhelmed because there's so many different directions you can go in, but it's like, uh, you can probably eliminate three of those codes with this one test. Yeah. or so, you know what i'm so, saying like
2: so you're looking for a logical process which is where most of my classes uh, or um when i come out to shops that's where it goes right it's like oh, i don't care what tool you have do you have an autel scan tool do you have a snap on scan tool do you have the factory scan tools do you have a picoscope do you have an autel scope do you have a you know whatever it's it's still all the same thing it's the approach, right? right. And and, yeah. and it and, can be overkill.
1: Sh- like I've got a super smart technician that goes, he goes bananas. And so the H okay. lab scope gets pulled out for a very basic code. Right. And now, pokes the car to death and it gets captures all this scan data, all this information. You're like, wow, that's cool. I don't know any of that. By the way, it's got a broken hose. And you walk away. Yeah, right, right. No, no. See, now.
2: to to be completely fair, all these fancy tools, okay, all the factory scan tools, all the eight channel Picoscopes or whatever the case, they're just another tool in the toolbox. You just have to know how to use them, right? So when you're taking a lug nut off, do you use a hammer? Yeah, probably not, right? Maybe, but... You, you, you take you take the freaking Lugland off. So there's a time and a place for each individual tool, and that that is that is just as valuable for a technician because I, you don't want to scope everything. Let's exactly. put it that way. Exactly. Right? Well, I'll,
1: don't tell you, him that. You, you, know, you want to scope him, when it's shaking. appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> let, <laughs> I think Here's he screams the, scope the world as he starts plugging into
2: the, you know, and, 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 and you know what, you know what, he's probably in that phase where, uh, that's appropriate because he's still learning.
1: Right. And, and he is still learning, but man, is he proficient with the scope? It yep, is amazing. Yep, the amount of yep. information he can capture and he'll, I mean, I don't begrudge him. I let him go. You know why? Cause he's not flat rate and because he's not flat rate, I don't mind him. Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to worry about his paycheck and i don't i don't mind him taking the extra time to do it um if he stays with most instances
2: if he stays with you for five ish more years give him time he he is going to master that scope and he is going to stop using the scope um i don't want to say stop using the scope he's going to use it less frequently because he knows when it's appropriate back to my so, hammer okay, okay, that's, that so that's
1: his with... that is the natural progression that's the next step he needs to take is how can i figure this out without pulling the scope out because there's a probably a faster simpler more efficient let's say it Act- that way actually
2: actually you you went one step beyond um i think the the, the best question would be when do i need to pull the scope out Right, okay. you 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 said put the scope away, kind of thing. Um, what I'm thinking is, all right, I'm I'm diagnosing a vehicle for X, Y, Z, whatever the case. Do I need a scope for this? Right? Is it the appropriate tool? It's kind of like a compression gauge, you know, a, a spark tester, a fuel pressure gauge. I think of the scope as the same thing, right? It if. When, when is it appropriate, right? We got, we, depending on, you know, what the issue is with the vehicle, you choose the right path. That's the important part, right? The logical path. That is the most important part. He uses it instead
1: of a multimeter though. Like he won't pull out the multimeter. He'll pull out the Oh, no. And I don't, I I don't, I don't blame him because. Yeah. But I would pull out a test light, like an old school test light. I'm, I'm gonna carry oh, my voltmeter everywhere no, I go. There's nothing right. wrong with that either. But <laughs> you know, got a load of circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so but, here's the thing is like Does anybody make a test light with a variable load on it?
0: I'm working on that.
2: Well, we've let's been talking leave, about building leave, one leave, at the let's shop. Leave and that <laughs> alone. I'm working on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so one of the things that keeps coming up in all the groups. Right, and, and this is a tough question, and it's tough to talk about for some technicians. A lot of technicians bring up that they're underpaid. A lot of technicians feel like, I'm not getting what I deserve. In the same respect, it really feels like sometimes, uh, and again, I want to say this respectfully, but it feels like sometimes you bring that guy into the shop, and man, knowledge is not where it needs to be. Right? And, and we, you know, it's been amazing to see how many people just can't, couldn't even wrap their head around the fact that shop owners would want to pay their people fairly, right? It would make you sick to see how many people are like, they just couldn't believe it. And in my shop, what I ended up having to do when I was even hiring some of these guys that really demanded big dollars and really wanted a lot of money and really said all these great things they could do that I implemented a check sheet on my level one testing and it's diagnostic trouble codes. Is the check engine light illuminated? Did you confirm the concern of the client? Are there visible leaks? Is the fluid contaminated? Any abnormal smells, burning oil or coolant? Are the fluid levels okay? And like we drop down in, you know, is the engine operating normally? Engine temperature normal? Current fuel trim levels, long-term, short-term, at idle, 1,500, 2,500, 3,000 rpm. What's the map sensor value? What's the idol at the math? There's you a shop I mean? owner like,
1: in California, right in California. I know his name escapes me. Tim Morlock, something like yeah, that. Advance. You, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. He, his entire shop is run off checklists like that. And if well, you look up, if he'll share them sometimes, some of the groups, and this is kind of the kind of stuff that drives me bananas. It's like they're genius moves by shop owners that they think is like, yeah, it's no big deal. What are you talking about? But he he shared a, a checklist for a coolant concern or a cooling system concern. And it was just, that's all it was. It's like, hey, fill this out. And he had systemized it to yeah. the point where the technician, all they, if they didn't have to assess and figure out and game plan or, you know, what's the most logical pathway here. He had, a, they had a checklist and, it you know, does it dumb it down a little bit? Yeah. But you know what? There's consistency in that.
0: Well, here, So here, here's my question, though, right? So, like, you know, I, I, I can glance at this, right? And I can say, oh, that's your checklist. Yeah, I can glance at the checklist, and if they bring me a piece of data and they say this is what's wrong, I can glance at the checklist and glance at their write up and say, hmm, did you do this? No, I didn't think I needed to. And go, you know, fuel trims are stuck on the on the lean side. Go out there and see if you create a vacuum leak if they. If they trim back out, right, and and little things like that, just through experience that I've had, and so my question really comes back to this, and and you know today I'll, I'll use another example. Poor Eric, he always gets the examples. You know, I'm, I'm t- training a service advisor. He's going from a GS service advisor up to full blown service advisor, and and we're talking about this BMW, and I said, I want you to read to me why Eric's recommended a water pump, and he says. Well, he says that it does show that the water pump's commanded on, but Eric can't hear the water pump run. And I said, so if that's me, I know I'm going to go ask Eric, did you actually load test that? Because you didn't document that you load tested it. And Eric comes in, and he says, no, I can't get to it. Okay, we well, need to put in there. You can't get to it. How does a shop that doesn't have somebody that knows do that. I mean, are we just changing? I mean, Scott, what are you seeing? Are we just changing parts until?
2: Well, I mean, I mean, uh, you, you just brought something up. Uh, was that pump uh, three phase brushless? Not, not, not the old school. You know, plain old fuel pump. You know, DC. You know, it's right. it's the education part of it. You right. know, and and I mean, I hate to bring it back around to. Um, training again, but I think that was the point of the initial point of this conversation is, you know, where, where do you get the training for your techs? Um, the the you know, if 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 you had that vehicle in the shop with a problem and you had a trainer, me or someone else doesn't matter, right? Right. You, right. you, you got you got that that yeah. You know. Uh, personal hopefully uh you know um yeah well, how, uh, that turns into handholding rapport right i'm sorry what it
1: turns into handholding
2: well no? i don't want to say handholding i i, I don't want to say handholding what what i okay all right let well, okay it feels like handholding
1: that. at my shop if i've got to step in and help like lucas is doing handholding i hate to tell I'm, you lucas. i'm not
0: doing handholding the I'm hell you're not? Questions. Yeah. You're asking, I'm asking questions. questions. I'm I am saying go back and, and you've not given me the information that I want. My question is is if I am in a shop and the owner's not a technical person and the service rider's not a technical person, they're swapping parts, parts out. All day yeah, they're swapping parts out and they have a boat okay. and we don't All right. All All right,
2: all right, stop it. Let's stop it. I'm gonna shut you guys up for a minute. <laughs> if I can, <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, take the floor. Um, we, 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 we were talking about, you know, you, you guys both have business coach. Well, you, you don't, I don't think David, a business coach. Right. Um, so, so for, uh,
1: is, do I need a business coach? Is that what you're saying? Is, the, is the I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't, know I don't know your numbers. I don't know your numbers and I don't need to know I can't your numbers. Afford one. Is that the problem? I can't afford a business coach. <laughs> therefore I need <laughs> one to be able to afford one.
2: But what 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 I'm suggesting is crap my dogs are barking right now. Can you hear my dogs? Are we They'll good? Be fine. We love dogs. Okay.
1: It's all cool. Right. They fit right I don't in. like dogs all right. at all.
2: <laughs> I love my dogs. But anyway, guy. um <laughs> any anyway, why not have a, a, a shop a a tech coach, right? Yeah. And yeah. and the the, the all, all the stuff we're talking about you you Everything kind of relates back to um, you know the the shop correct mm-hmm. yeah right that makes I, sense it, So the the you would shop, need to shop.
1: systemize it though you would need to create a, a a way to do this one affordably and two like shop owners are look shop owners don't send technicians to training period because they're like correct. well what if they leave? So they just Correct. say, you know, what am I going to pay uh, seven hundred, whatever twenty five dollars, whatever it costs to go to Vision for this for this technician? that then quits in a couple weeks, and Correct. why am I going to spend that seven hundred twenty? Let them pay for their own training. Or uh, I've heard of shop owners doing um are you playing devil's advocate right now no I'm, well no 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 i'm not playing devil's advocate yeah, uh, because what I'm, what because I'm saying, you you pay for your technicians to go to training right i i don't i don't believe in training i told you that earlier i'm saying like if you send your if you if you decide well i'm gonna i'm gonna come in and i'm going to personalize my training i'm gonna coach them okay well it's not gonna be a one and done thing it isn't in the business world a coach signs on for a on a monthly basis, they pay a fee every single month, and they'll Agreed. do either coaching group calls or Agreed. they'll they'll do one on one phone calls. Or so you would need to create a package Agreed. like that, where hey, I'm going to sign you up for Shoten's fantastic uh, training c- consultation LLC. And, and by the you're... way, we have it. Okay, no,
2: it's 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 ready to but go.
1: Are they group calls? Are they what? Other than you showing up and and I'm gonna hang out with your texts and go to lunch and stuff without you. Okay, you know other what? No, that-
2: no. Okay. Okay. Now, now you make it sound so wussy. That's what you make it sound like, <laughs> right? Right. Well, he is but, a wussy, but, so you got to remember that. Okay. Just the way no. It no. Out. What I'm saying is, I'm just is, insulted that I wouldn't be invited to breakfast. I wouldn't. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And it's not just me. It's other other trainers and other so forth. But. Um, What what normally what happens with me at least is we we go out to a shop, Mm -hmm. okay. Either one of your guys shops doesn't matter, right? We go we go out to the shop. We maybe do a class, and we don't know what class to do. The shop owner um, might say, "Hey, we want this topic," right? But at the same time. we maybe have breakfast with the technicians and no shop owner. We have dinner with the shop owner. We, you know, do do a couple of days. And then really uh, the, the second trip is when it starts to get really customized. And that's really the, the, the happy point. I can't think of a better way to say it. So right? How So how...
1: How can you do this without the expense of flying you out to Kansas City and hanging out in my shop? Well, you
2: still got to fly me out. That See, that's part of the issue. Now, now, you know what? If we're you're talking about barriers, money, though, you understand if, that? We're, like, if we're, we're talking about there. money,
1: right? And, I just and, don't like people and, in my shop. That's what's all. that? I don't like people in my shop. I don't like customers in my shop. Do you understand? Like, hey, drop it off. I don't like being at my shop. <laughs> I'm not even there that much. Do you understand? what I'm Like, I don't want people in there. I just want the technicians and nobody else. Well, then maybe I, may,
2: maybe I'm not for you. <laughs> I, you've well, got that's to know, you know who yeah,
3: your right, customer is. is.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Maybe. Well, so so we we've walked through kind of what this looks like. What what is a fee schedule like? And and in all seriousness, what does this look like over the span of six months a year? Like, what? How are we, David? Your camera died. Uh, what are we going to do over six tinkle. months to a, <laughs> six months to a year? Like, what is the strategy for teaching, you know, or, or for using a service like this? Okay. Is it is, is there a laid out curriculum? Is there no just build? No, there is there? not.
2: There is not a laid out curriculum. And I'll tell you why. Okay. okay. Is because the the first trip um, ends up being. Let's get to know people. Let's right. d- teach class, yep. right? And misfire, fuel trims, you know, whatever the case. But at the same time, that allows um, um, me or or maybe Eric or whatever the case to assess, you know, your, your technicians and go, okay. all right, I, I, do they need work here? Do they need work there? Should we go more advanced? Should we go you know, more basic, um, things of that nature. Right. Okay. And, and because I don't want you to call me, you being the shop owner, I don't want you to call me and say, Hey, we need the super advanced Pico pressure transducer glass. And no one knows how to use a freaking Pico. Can't even turn it on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, well, I mean the first visit, the first visit uh, um, opens
0: a lot of doors okay and okay. so we we get the doors open right you kind of get yep. a feel for what it is they mm-hmm. know and you begin to have a little bit of a relationship right so yep. so like in the in the business coaching and the world relationship
2: of- by the way i want i want to stop you for a second the relationship is actually awesome because right. if if you have a technician in a class at say vision they might be afraid to ask a question, right. but if you establish a relationship in the shop with your technicians, then they're less apt to you know, shut their mouth. Right. right. They'll, they'll ask the question. Right. Okay. Well, so- I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: So, you know, let's look at this much like a a business coach does. They come in and the the first thing they do is analysis, right? They begin to get an idea of where the business is at financially, blah, blah, blah. And they come up with a game plan and then they start taking that forward. And I'm guessing you do very much the same thing with technicians. Yes. You you begin to get them moving. Does this also include something? Because like I said, one of the big things that interested me in this um, is that I want to make sure right like my I, i'm not these evil shop owners that these people all think of when they think <laughs> of shop owner i i want to help my people and if something happens to this shop i want them to leave here better than they were when they got here yeah and i i want to build them a strong foundation i want them right because we don't know what the future holds i want to help everybody i can help and so training strategy overall is very important to me. Does this help us come up with some strategies? So when we send them places, can you help them sit down and talk about, here's where we need to be working on with you. And now we've got this apprentice over here and they need to be working over here on this. Is that part of this? Or are we all just trying to kind of like mush this together and go in one direction with everybody?
2: You know what? You know what? Every shop, every shop is unique. Right. Okay. So, I mean, um, For example, I had one shop that I was uh, uh, in Wisconsin that I did a couple of classes for them, um, and then they lost an employee, but they were in the process of buying a new building, and then they hired a new employee who is younger and not as experienced. So next time I go up there, I'm going to be doing more basic stuff than Right. It's it's all, it's very, very, very fluid,
0: you know? Right. So in uh, other words, it's dynamic. It's moving with it's the thing. It's dynamic. It's
2: dynamic. And that's why it kind of, dynamic is a great word for it. So, um, you know, if, if I came down to your shop and, yeah. and you know, spent, I don't know, uh, two days, whatever, right? Then I get to know your guys and you leave the freaking building. <laughs> right and right. i talk with your your technicians and see how's things going and then we see where they're at and we do a class of obviously we'll do a class while we're down there but then you kind of get the the feeling for that's the technical assessment um aspect of it and also um i have in the past um bob greenwood god rest his
0: soul oh okay? man he's such an awesome dude
2: uh, um um um, I was, and, and I've, I've been to that, uh, to that particular shop. I'm not going to name names, been to that particular shop. And, and I was in the shop with the technicians and my personal opinion was that they looked a little bit slow, like you right. could book more hours, right. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, I didn't say anything and then when I went back to the hotel that night I called Bob Greenwood because he was their business coach and I said, you know, hey, um you know, what do you think about this? He goes, "No, their numbers are good. They they they're good as far as that goes." Now, again, you you got right, you know, um uh car count, you know, average RO, you know, all, all of these different things that, that weigh out. Um, and he's like, no, it's, it, that's good. But right. that was a question that I had and I, I don't have the experience, but Bob told right. me, he's like, no, you know, you're good there. All right. Cool. Right. So that was one thing I didn't have to address. Right you yep. know i mean yep. i mean i mean initially i was thinking you guys are freaking slackers <laughs> right that they're sitting you know, on they the hourly
1: and then you find they, out they hourly sit- shop wasn't it
2: yeah they, uh i don't actually i don't know how they got paid I and i don't i don't a bob ask greenwood that
1: class or uh bob greenwood shop it's probably salary <laughs> it was it was bob greenwood was the coach
2: that's all I know.
1: Salary wow. with a with a bonus structure. How do you feel about trainers uh, getting on YouTube and training on YouTube for freezes?
2: Uh, for freezes, well, I mean <laughs> well, it's YouTube.
1: The, like you COVID, know, what's up COVID,
2: COVID messed that
1: up a little bit, but uh, COVID messed up what
2: um, training in general. Yeah,
1: yeah. but that's in person training. Like you know, if you can do virtual right. training or whatever, right. but some of these guys are not doing virtual training. They're they're just throwing it up there on YouTube for free.
2: My opinion is you can put it up there if you want to, but the recipient of the training, how do you know it's accurate? How do you know it's quality? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that that. that. that is That is my issue. Right. So, but if it's so, a I mean, scanner, I, I don't
1: know. Yeah. But he, so he does, he does some things for free. And his in depth stuff is behind a paywall. Right. Inexpensive paywall, but it's still, a, but like, and same thing with like Keith Perkins, who does, yep. S- some of his stuff is available free on YouTube. Uh, or you that's can, pay L1. for his, that's L1s. That's L1s. Yeah. L1, L1. yeah. Something, Very yeah. inexpensive to, to buy his 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 subscription to his website, but there are trainers out there, um, surly ones, that feel that uh it devalues what yeah but paid trainers do. Yeah, devalues what they're doing because you know you're going out there and maybe they're just case studies, whatever, but it sounds like training. It feels like training to, especially somebody that hasn't been to a legit training class. Please so don't,
2: think, t- please don't tell me you're talking about Scotty Kilmer. Uh, hey, that's David's <laughs> best friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you, David. But
1: <laughs> he did a he did a Toyota. What was he doing? Adjusting valves on a Toyota. He reused the gasket. No. Oh. That was the last, that was the last video I think I ever watched. From him. <laughs>
0: I'm like, what, well, what is he? Doing? So how does, how does that, I mean, you're a professional trainer. I mean, that is a serious question. I mean, my, my guys, man, by the time they go home, like I, I jump up and down and scream and yell, like, man, we work 40 hours a week, get the hell out of here. I, I don't want them devoting mm-hmm. their entire life. My, my belief is, is that a repair shop's job is to fix as many cars as it can profitably in 40 hours a week. And I have no desire for them to work more than that i don't want them to work 60 i don't want them to work 70 and so like we pay them for training we pay them number. we pay them for going to training events Fuck <laughs> you, <pay> David. <laughs> exactly we pay for their we pay for their he be, you better watch it he'll take you very literally yeah um, yeah you know what though i I, I, uh, I uh a long time ago when i
2: was younger yeah i would do 60 but yeah now i, I got family and stuff so
0: no nope don't want to exactly. do any more and, than they and, have to. <laughs> you know, and and look, I still do at times, especially with building a new building, the whole nine yards. Yeah. But I've got a family that's important to me, and I recognize how important they are to me. And in that, I know that, hey, I want to spend time with them. I, I don't want to work 60 and 70 hours a week just to make it. The hope is, is that we can make it in 40 hours a week, right? That That's the American dream, per se.
2: Yeah.
0: And so... I feel My like guys, that forty-hour number them, is so arbitrarily set. Who works forty hours?
1: I don't know. W two employees works forty <laughs> hours.
2: Well, I will agree with you, David, on this because even if I go out and work on cars and then come back home, I'm doing computer work. I'm doing
1: yeah. something yeah, else. What, there it's, you go. It's like, what we're doing here right 40. now is technically work. Yeah. I don't get paid a dime for it, which is just like my shop. So (laughs) it's it's good. It's all the same. It doesn't feel any different to me. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to asog.site and click on the become a patron now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.